I'm Dante DeCarrie, and I'm joined with Canadian Ottawa champions right-hander Jared Mortensen, and it's only fitting that you come on our pregame show because you are Canadian. Um, Jared, you grew up in British Columbia, grew up near Vancouver. How much does this day mean to you? Uh, I mean, it's it's always been a special day. Um, you know, you celebrate your country's traditions, and you know, it's, it's always something that you look forward to, especially as a, as a younger kid, but you know, when you add baseball into it, during a season, it, it, it's a little bit more memorable, especially when you're on home soil. And you've played professional baseball all in the United States. This is the first team that you've been on that's Canadian. When you were in the U.S. and July 1st came out, did the guys congratulate you, say, hey, happy Hannah today, or did they really not know? Uh, I mean, they all, they all knew about it, but you know, it was kind of more like a mockery. Like, I'd walk in, you know, I'd wear something Canadian, and they'd say, oh, happy Canada Day, eh? You know, like, just not necessarily belittling it, but having fun with it, you know? Like, you know, I've had a lot of good teammates that would make fun of it and then say, you know, honestly, yeah, happy Canada Day. It's, it's good for you, so. Did you have any Canadian teammates on July 1st? Um, actually, no. No Canadian no, teammates? No, not, not an affiliated ball? No, not through any not through any point in my career, actually, except through this year. Wow. How cool is that, being one of five Canadians on this roster? Uh, it, it makes this day a little bit better, for sure, you yeah. know. Um, especially some of the guys who are Canadian who I've played with in the past with Team Canada, so it, it's a good time. And you've represented your country before at one of the highest stages. 2015 Pan Am Game Champion. What did that moment mean to you? Uh, I mean, you can't even put words to it. You know, it's to do it on a on home soil against the Americans. You know that friendly rivalry rivalry that we have in baseball. It's you know, there's no words to describe it. It's something that every Canadian kid dreams of. You guys walked it off. Pete Orr scored the game winning run. One of the best utility Canadian players that we've ever seen. Take us through it. What was it like for you watching that? Uh, chaos. Um, you know, we, we saw the lefty on the mound try the back pick with first and second. And, yeah. you know, our first thought was shock. Like, what is he doing? And then when we saw the ball get away, it was panic. You know, it's it tough to keep up with the ball. We saw it going to right field. The right fielder airmailed third base, and then we lost sight of the ball. Um, and he kept running. And Pete just kept running. And we're questioning ourselves whether we should jump the rail or just jump up and down and all of a sudden he crosses home plate we see the umpire's arms go and it felt like a second went by and we're all on home plate dogpiling so it was it was memorable for sure were you in the dugout or were you in the bullpen i was in the dugout um before the game i had asked you know hammy and ernie if they needed me up in the pen uh i'd thrown two days before against or three days before against the u.s uh in the pool play games but um, they said they had enough guys, they had a lot of guys, and if it went further, I could always spike up and go down. But you no, know, I was in the dugout, front row seat, as close as you could get. You've got two other teammates that were on that team that are on this Ottawa Champions roster, Evan Rutsky and Philippe Omal. How nice is it to have them on this roster because you guys all shared that moment together? Um, well, I mean, we haven't even really brought it up. Um, you know, it's four years ago, but it, it's almost like we've been teammates for a long time, yeah. you know, especially when we first walked in in spring training. It's you know, that kind of family environment. You know, we've known each other, we're from the same country, we've had the same dreams, we've played together, we've, you know, been through the grind together. Like, it's it, it's pretty good. It's, you know, you just, big word is you think of family. Jordan of Ottawa champion starting pitcher, Jared Mortensen, you weren't drafted and you were signed out of independent ball. How cool is that, that you worked your way into affiliated baseball, made it as high as AAA? Uh, something I never thought would happen, um, for sure. I mean, my first couple starts in indie ball were not good. Um, 
I think once they, they told me I was going to go to long relief, I after two starts or three starts, I had a nine, nine or so ERA. And, you know, the guy, Ricky Van Asselberg, who I owe a lot to, you know, he took the chance on me and stuck with me. Um, you know, he just, he just showed the belief in me and kept telling me, you know, something's going to happen. You keep pitching, you keep getting better, you learn. And then next thing I know in, in August, I'm getting a call from the Rays like, hey, we need you in high A. And it just kind of kept escalating from there where, you know, I took that mentality that I was taught in pro ball the first season in indie ball and just kept grinding until I, you know, got as high as I could. And how did you get to Texas? Because you don't often see a lot of Canadian players go play in the American Association. Yeah, so I was in, uh, I was at LSU Shreveport in 2012. I graduated, played summer ball back in Lethbridge. Um, and then I went back to go back to school and try to finish my degree up. Uh, I ended up coaching a high school baseball team, Bird High School, right beside where our stadium is at in Shreveport. And uh, probably early February, I see this guy, Ricky Van Asselberg. Had no idea who he was. We were coaching against his son. Oh, wow. And he asked, he's like, what are you doing here? You know, why aren't you headed to spring training? I said, what are you talking about? I have no idea. Like, like I didn't get drafted. I didn't get signed. And he kind of just brought it up like, hey, you know, we need an extra arm. We need a starter. I've seen you throw. I thought you got drafted. He's like, I want you to come out and play for us. I was like, all right, like, sign me up. I'll go. And how hard were you throwing that back then? Were you someone that was up to 93, 94, or has it still been 88, 91 for you? Um, well, then that year after college, I kept throwing with the high school kids. You know, obviously, if I'm going to teach them how to pitch, I got to be able to do it myself. So I, I would throw with them every day. I'd throw pens to our catchers, get our catchers better. I'd still be 92, 94. Um, and then that, that just kind of stayed with me up until 2016 when the Rays switched me over to throw knuckleballs. But What? Yeah, uh, you didn't know that. No, I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah, so 2016, <laughs> I, I lost a little bit of velocity just because I was working with this guy, Charlie Hager, on how to uh, throw a knuckleball. They sent me straight to double A in 16 with it. Um, you know, that season I didn't lose a bunch. I was probably still 90, 91 throwing it. And then when I got Rule 5 to Houston in December in the AAA phase, that's when I started to lose velocity because they wanted me to slow down, throw the knuckleball slower, and then I'd see my fastball anywhere from 84 to 86. So I spent the last two years trying to remap my arm, get my velocity back, which is it's almost there. How tough is it to throw the knuckleball? You got to uh, tell us. It, it's pretty easy to throw. It's really hard to throw for a strike. You know, if, if after the first hitter, if a hitter sees I can't throw for a strike, they don't even bother swinging at it. Really? So um, it's, a, it's a lot of fun once you let a good one go and you see the types of swings that they put on it or you see a catcher try to catch it and it ends up dotting him in the shoulder. It's, it's pretty entertaining, but at the same time, the frustration with walking guys or throwing wild pitches is, you know, it's, it's kind of a curse. It's, as fun as it is, it's pretty tough. Now, after being an affiliated ball last year, I saw a lot of guys move from the outfield to throwing knuckleballs on the mound, and they were quickly released. Is that just an example of how hard it is to actually become a knuckleballer because you went through that phase? No, I think that's more of a, like affiliated, affiliated ball giving guys... Second chance? Uh, not really a second chance, but more these guys spent five, six years with them. They did a lot of good for the organization. You know, they were good people. Um, Managers loved them, but they just didn't have the talent to play in the outfield, you know, at the big league level. So they gave them a shot and say, "Hey, let's see if you can do this." It's the, the courtesy of, "Hey, I want you to stay in affiliate ball." Um, mine was a little different. The Rays saw me throwing a knuckleball in spring training in 15, 
I was just messing around with it with a buddy. Everybody would be done their throwing, and I would just mess around throwing it, trying to see if I could hit them or make them miss. Um, and that, that kind of, they told me that's what kind of told them that I need to throw it. Um, so they sent me to extend it that year to throw it. But, yeah, it's, it's more, I think when guys come out of position to pitch and throw the knuckleball, it's more of a courtesy to keep them in the game longer to help them, you know, prolong their career. Mir of Jared Mortensen, starting pitcher for the Ottawa Champions. Let's trace back to independent ball after a, a really good season in Texas. You, you already talked about it. You were signed by the Tampa Bay Rays. What do you think made them so interested in you? Um, well, my streak, I had uh, from the end of June, I, I got my starting spot back. Um, I had a spot start against Amarillo. I went seven innings, gave up a solo, solo run to a current big leaguer, David Peralta. Wow. Um, with uh, Arizona. With Arizona, yeah. He was with Amarillo there. He was a pitcher converted to hitter. That's right, yeah. Um, but I went seven innings. I struck out 12, and after the game, uh, the four hits, one run, the manager said, hey, I think you've earned your spot back. So from that point, it was the end of June till August 15th. I think I gave up a total of four earned runs. Um, and at that point, the, the Rays, they needed somebody in high. They had a couple guys they had shut down and then a couple injuries. So... You know, it was perfect timing mixed with, you know, good performance. So it's kind of a blessing in disguise, I guess. I know you didn't make a big league debut, but you were an all-star in the Tempe Rays organization. You had very good numbers. Was that the icing on the cake for it after you were very good in independent ball and worked your way into uh, organizational ball? Um, 2015, I mean, that was a pretty crazy year. So we go, you know, I went to the all-star game in June, and then next thing I know, a month later, I'm going to the Pan Am games. Uh, and then I get sent to AAA, you know, a couple weeks after I get back. And then we go to the Taiwan with Team Canada. Like, it's – that whole year was crazy. It's, I mean, you know, I, I guess you could say that was the pinnacle of the career as far as the accomplishments. But um, as far as how I felt and everything worked, that was fantastic. And this off season, obviously things didn't work out in the American Association. Was it your goal to play for a Canadian team, being a Canadian? Um well, I wish I could say it was, <laughs> but it worked out that way. Yeah, it worked out that way. You know, I was in Kansas City uh, in the American Association, and Joe, the manager, he had a he had a roster hiccup. Um, they only allowed two LS5s, and I was the third guy out. Um, so he kind of asked me, you know, give me a list of places to go to, or where I can trade you to. He's like, I don't want to do wrong by you. So, you know, I gave him my top five, and Ottawa was number five. Just you know, as far as career standpoints, staying closer to the American Association for me would have been better because I'd been there my whole career. Uh, in indie ball, that is, um, you know. But when he asked the, the top three, when he said the top three, they're full. I mentioned to him Ottawa. I said, hey, you know, Ottawa would be great. Philippe's there. Team Canada guys are there. It's you know my home country. It'd be a great experience. I've never played pro ball in Canada. Um, and he said, you know, we'll make sure we get it done. And an hour later, he said we got it. And it must have been tough because my guess is that you want it to be closer to home because you now reside in Texas and you're from Vancouver so this is the complete opposite it's not even close to any of those places yeah no it's I mean it was a 28 hour drive up here um, <laughs> you know even Kansas City was you know seven hours so we could family could come up and visit and stuff and um, you know but the, the goal was just to, to keep playing it's you know as at a highest level that I can on my own yeah um, you know and it's, it's worked out I've gotten to hang out with some guys who got some big league time and help me out and get better competitively as well. Well, Jared, it's been an absolute pleasure watching you this year, and best of luck the rest of the way. Thank you.